0: Thank <laughs> you. Things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Well, yeah, I better <laughs> order a pizza because we got some celebrating to do. Was that a good southern accent? Do I sound like yeah, it's, Thurman? it's
0: taking me right back to Texas, honestly? <laughs> um, just everyone around me talked exactly like that. It's just gorgeous. Never met an accent like it
1: it's so bizarre like the uh, we're talking about red white and royal blue and there's so much to talk about in this film but, but at the top of the list is that Uma Thurman is playing the president of the United States with the most ridiculous southern accent I have yeah. ever seen it's like it's giving foghorn leghorn almost it's like <laughs> well i say i say i say well the capitol building is where we gotta go and we love bisexuals here in the white house <laughs> It's so strange, and I don't know where it came from, because nobody else in the movie is doing yeah. a bizarre southern accent, even yeah. though supposedly her, like, her and her husband and her kid are all from Texas.
0: I know. Yeah, well, you know, some parents, they just hold on to something, and, you know, your parent, your kids don't get the accent. I, it's hard to lose. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting choice. Um, a decision was made. Um, you know, maybe she felt like there wasn't enough to chew on, like she wasn't being challenged in this role enough. Like, you know, she's a great actress and she wanted to really give this her all, like really bring a new challenge for herself and that's
1: yeah yeah i don't know if that's if you're looking for that sort of in a role if you're like oh wow i need to challenge myself and stretch myself as an actor that you'd be signing up for red white and royal blue the (laughs) movie headed directly to amazon prime you know like i feel like i guess i don't know what uma thurman's sort of agent is bringing her these days like what was the last great Uma Thurman performance that we saw? I feel like it's maybe been a, a second. But yeah. I don't know that this <laughs> was the move and that this accent was helpful. I mean, it did sort of fit in within the movie as a whole because the movie was doing so many bizarre things. And this was just sort of another one in the, in the, in the mix. Uh, you know, and I'm
0: I- glad you said that. I really am because... I've been like nervous about this. Um, I love Red White, and Royal Blue the book. Like I love it. I'm and sure I famously I have never read love it. Or hate yeah. It. Yeah. I was an early reader, like obsessed with it. Honestly, I read it twice in a row, like literally back to back, because I found Shelby, it so delightful.
1: Shall be. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up what the next Uma Thurman project is going to be because I was like, oh, like what is the last good thing that she's been in? And truly I like uh I like I I could like these movies that she's been in I have never heard of. Like I yeah. don't I don't even know what the, the last like Kill Bill I think was the last good thing she was in. But guess what the next movie that she's going to be in? It's a sequel. To a movie that you really loved, that I was sort of meh on, that was an action film.
0: <laughs> I don't know, there's so many. Headed <laughs> straight
1: to Netflix.
0: Oh, The Old Guard?
1: Yeah. Uh, She's in The funny. Old Guard too.
0: Cute. I'm excited for that. Maybe she'll bring out a new accent, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, maybe she'll be on the team with the woman that they just left at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and we're like, no, we're God. She can stay.
0: That is not at all the premise. They looked for centuries for her. They, they looked for centuries, and
1: then and then quit as soon as the equipment came that would be helpful for them no. to find her. No, they were like through the 16th okay, okay, century. Okay, yes, okay. we're okay. trolling Anyways, the we're bottom of the, the ocean. Red,
0: white, and royal blue. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 queer yeah, yeah, yeah. love. Queer um, love. Yeah. So this book, uh, you, you loved the book. Yes, this book is by Casey McQuiston. McQuiston. Yeah, I believe. Um, great huge huge bestseller um huge on book talk like everyone loves it very you know it came out i don't know
1: if everybody loves it i have i have gotten mixed reviews from people
0: oh okay well i think BookTok i think people
1: think it's a fun it's I mean. yeah well yeah, it's yeah. very in the vibe of book talk from yeah, what i have exactly heard. but it's i don't like think a particularly light, a well-written written yeah. a little cheesy
0: Okay, okay, yes, yeah. It's like a queer John Green, right? Like it's like a, yeah. It's just your, it's just good vibes. It's a good summer read, a good, a good romance. And it's, and it's, you know, you know, we don't get a lot of these, right? Like it's very, very, it's a new adult. So there's, there's like, they're older, there's a lot of sex, there's more sex in the book than in the movie. It's very like flirty, physical, fun. And so I was excited that they were going to make a movie, obviously um it wasn't without his drama though because famously it got an r rating uh (laughs) which you know i was fine with but the people the director was like yeah i actually i'm not sure why this is r (laughs) which is never a good sign uh homophobia uh, wait i read
1: in a separate interview that he said that part that when he signed up for it he was like yeah i want it to be r
0: well, I read an interview where he's like, I feel like if I had shot the prince five times in the chest, it would have been PG-13, like, you know, instead of sex. like." Well, so yes, maybe I mean, that's probably true. Like <laughs> a- Interesting. <laughs> you know, the five stages of grief on this rating review. I mean, because, yeah, to me, I feel like he could have gone harder. And so maybe that's what he regrets is that if he was going to get an R anyway, like, why not show more ass? Um, But, yeah, anyways. Well, yeah, that's my thought on the that's matter. That's my thought. Um, but yeah, no. So this was the film rights were bought on auction before the book was released. It was, they knew it was going to be like a delight. Everyone was wanting it. Blah, 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 blah. Amazon got it. Ugh, never a good sign. You know, like, I don't know if I like any of the streaming, like vying for these, because I think these movies deserve a chance in the theater because kids and teens deserve to go to, fun movies and have the experience I did watching like Confessions of a Shopaholic or Ella Enchanted and being like, this isn't good, but it's great. You know? yeah Yes. But, but anyways, it was a, it was a, it was a streaming purchase, Amazon produced. And that to me just, miles of like lower quality like it's like they didn't give it their all because they didn't give it all of the money you know what I mean like they didn't they didn't think they didn't think of what this could be they settled for what it would be and and I I was just a little disappointed that's all
1: I think that every the response in general is I think like people who really loved the book were like the movie wasn't as good yeah And I think that there are some issues there that we can get into, like specifically on changes that they made from the book to the movie based on what I have heard and read online since I haven't read the book and probably will never. (laughs) Um, But I, I don't know. Like my, as someone who had not read the book, like, I have a copy of it. It's on my shelf. It was one of those things where it's, like, when it came out and people were talking about it, I was, like, oh, that sounds cute. Like, I could probably read that in a day or so, like, on a vacation or something. And then I just, like, never really got around to it. And I have some friends who were, like, oh, yeah, no, like, not good. Like, super cheesy and kind of cringe and sort of, like, a gay book for straight people <laughs> energy. Um, And so I don't know. I was just like never really compelled to read it or I never got around to it. There was always something else that I would have rather read. And I kind of thought that the book was like, I don't know, a a Riverdale-esque quality affair, perhaps, you know, like in the sort of like WBCW sort of ecosystem. And so that is kind of what I was expecting, a a Love, Simon type movie, if you will. And I feel like this is basically that caliber, just a little bit hornier and we get one butt shot. Um, I feel like
0: it's also a low budget version of like Love, Love, Simon, you know?
1: I mean, I guess the thing is, for Love, Simon, they're all like, oh, they're at their friend's house, they're at a soccer game or whatever. So it's like, how big budget can you be? Where with this, yeah, they're supposed to be at the White House, they're at Buckingham Palace, like there's more places where that budget could have gone to. But I sort of felt like based on the uh, quality of the script and the acting and other (laughs) aspects of it that I don't, I don't know we needed a bigger budget for this movie and i don't know if that would have helped it necessarily or hurt
0: it i think my issue with this movie really comes down to the fact that it felt right at home with my beloved hallmark christmas movies oh yes definitely It wasn't it was giving single all the way like yeah they didn't need like a you know action sequence but I think money could have been spent to help zhuzh up the choices that were being made, whether that is costumes and set or...
1: Hiring better talent. actors. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, yeah. So let's get into this. The The casting for this involved the, the two leads playing the son of the president uh alex claremont diaz is the actor taylor Zachar perez i guess is how you pronounce his name uh he is known for being in the kissing booth franchise of movies um and also i believe might be straight or actually i guess both of these actors i don't I was trying to look to see if we knew if they were gay or not and it doesn't seem that there has been
0: yeah unclear
1: indications either way um and then playing the role of Prince Henry aka like basically Prince Harry but not (laughs) is Nicholas Galitzine who is British and has been in also a couple of movies of Kissing Booth quality namely something called Purple Hearts which is like a Romance, Absolutely
0: but like toxic. A like military thing. yeah. I disgusting didn't watch. see that.
1: <laughs> he is also in Bottoms, which is coming out later this month, which is really good. That's the Rachel Sennett um, movie with the girl from the bear where they're like lesbians and it's sort of like a fight clubby yeah. kind of thing. That's really fun. Definitely. Well, and he was in like Cinderella,
0: that. right? He was Camila a oh, yes. love interest.
1: Yes, but I didn't see that. And I yeah. tried to delete that from my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, but
0: that's the talent we're working with. I
1: I saw a tweet that I feel like summed this up perfectly. Well, because, okay. So I started watching the movie and we're basically coming from the perspective of the American boy, mostly. And so the early scenes are of him. And there's like one of the first scenes is him in the car with like his bestie. And the dialogue and the acting are both so terrible and this is like 30 seconds in in the movie that I was like wow we are in for a rough go if this is what I have to sit through for the next two hours because and I don't know if it's like the writing is so bad that the actors can't really deliver the lines or if like the actors are bad so even if the writing was good they wouldn't deliver them well or if it's like a combination where they're both bad and they're hurting each other but nightmarish once The two leads sort of got together, and we spent more time with the British guy. I thought, okay, he is better and also like their chemistry seems to be working in a way that's making this more bearable to me. But I saw a tweet that said that the American or that the British guy thought that he was acting in Call Me By Your Name and the American guy thought he was acting in an episode of Riverdale. And I do think that that is the dynamic that they're giving which is confusing in the movie and contributes to the overall chaos that is this film yeah. because it's like nobody is in the same movie. Then you have Uma Thurman's accent you yeah. have Stephen like Fry
0: shows up, yeah, yeah,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, Stephen Fry randomly. But then you have like Clifton Collins Jr., who is great in everything, has a couple of scenes as the dad. There's this slimy journalist oh who's gosh, like so lurking scary, around, honestly. which we need to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and predatory, and I, <laughs> I have so many thoughts on that plot line, which apparently wasn't in the it book. Was not in the book. That I'm like, huh. <laughs> Talk about ick. It was like, whoa. (laughs) feels like a personal attack a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, So, like, was this movie fun? Yes. Like, would I recommend it to sort of watch as, like, a goofy little entertaining thing on a Tuesday night? Yes. Is this movie, like, great, good, like, in the level that I feel like Happiest Season or Fire Island is in? Like, absolutely Mm. not.
0: No no well and that's what it it's giving cable me. yeah but it's like weird because i think about like the movies you know i grew up on like what a girl wants like that's you know simple basic but something about it like felt really effective and like the music like yeah, everything here's felt the like thing good. though that
1: i'm here's the thing though that i'm realizing as okay, an adult okay. shelby okay we cannot re like you cannot compare movies that you saw as a child or a teen with movies for children and teens now that you're seeing as an adult because you're seeing them with completely different eyes. Like, I think that Big Fat Liar is the best movie ever, but it's like, had I never seen Big Fat Liar and watched it now, would I think that? Like, I don't necessarily know.
0: counterpoint, I think Big Fat Liar has a better production quality like I think overall the
1: cast is incredible yeah yeah, the (laughs) set's great yeah no they know what they're doing
0: and they're proud of it right so it's like they're working with what they're given whereas this is like here's what you get make it work and they're like you know like it's like I don't know if it's because it's a directorial debut for a guy who's only really done
1: Theater. Well, yeah, but did The Inheritance, which was this big, like, two-part AIDS yeah. play on Broadway. Yeah. So this doesn't feel like...
0: It is a very <laughs> odd change. And listen, to him talk about this movie, it's like, he was really passionate about it. And I get that. Like, he's a he's a Latinx, like, uh, American who is queer and wanted to, like, tell the story as soon as he read it. And, like, I support that. I'm happy he got it. Like, yes, give him a chance. But the way he talked about it as he was going through the press about, like, how systematic he was in making this a two-hour movie, I was like, I don't know if you've really captured the essence of, like, film you know filmmaking and like cuz he was so like pragmatic about it he's like this had to go and i made this character this because you have 30 seconds to get your your audience on board and like blah 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 and i'm like yes i totally agree that filmmaking is a different beast than books and there's always going to be a tension there because you go from a 18 hour audiobook to a 2 hour film so of course there's going to be stuff on the cutting room floor but just the way he was talking about it, i was like was this just a brain game of like making the pieces fit or were you having like the chance to let these story the story breathe in a way that like paid off because it felt so like I don't know kind of like just your, your slapped together like classic boom 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 rising falling action type thing that it didn't it didn't feel as authentic or fun as you might have expected given the source material
1: I thought it seemed fun yeah. I had a good time.
0: Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't like the worst. It just it's I guess very I'm just, just like goofy. it should be better. <laughs> it's very really cheesy. Yeah. I don't I I I think I had an issue because it felt like vignettes. It was like something silly, something silly, something silly. And it didn't like really build in a natural way for me. So it was like I I guess I'm someone who likes the the flirtation, the 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 romance, the like, will they, won't they, the tension. Whereas this movie was much more like, they got together, now what's the issue? Now it's well, the issue. Oh, now here's the issue. Now this is the issue. And I it's will not say like this. A spicier fun.
1: I will say this though about the movie, and I think that this comes from the book, is that in book form, a sort of text. Relationship is fun to read and works. And so I think you get that like build because that happens when you're texting somebody. It's like, what are they going to say? Oh, what's the next person going to? You know, there's a lot of different levels there having people text in movies is not as much fun and (laughs) you really have to like shorten it and then try to figure out how you can get away from that as quickly as possible and get to actual scenes of the two of them. And so I think probably a lot of that sexual tension that was there in the book when they're getting to know each other because they're not with each other necessarily was lost in the movie because they had to sort of shrink those texting chapters down again. I haven't read the book, so I'm talking <laughs> out of my. No, butt. it's true. But and
0: like I think I'm, I totally like get that, but I think this movie it struggled to. I guess I didn't like buy the chemistry as much as I would have wanted. Is probably what it comes. Down I think
1: to. I think that the I think that the British actor was actually good. Yeah. I think that the American actor was he hot. Really. And was actually not that good of an actor. And I also felt like that the plot line... Well, then he had to deal with Uma Thurman and her accent, which was weird. And so all of those scenes were sort of bizarre. And then you also had to sort through this plot involving Texas and him wanting to be a political advisor, which was so ludicrous that it like it made the movie it it made the movie like very unserious i think like right. it was so outlandish that it felt like He wrote like, a memo, Matt. No, it felt like <laughs> sort of a it felt like a Hallmark movie. You know what you know yeah, where it's like yeah, oh it's she's a gingerbread salesman yeah. and he's and it's like okay these aren't real jobs these aren't real people like this isn't how the world works. <laughs> and i think that the british plot line like was it, despite the fact that it was, you know, uh also outlandish like felt slightly more realistic to it in that and especially from all of the stuff that we've seen on the crown and with harry and Meghan or whatever how like there is this stifled quality to the royal family and how you could imagine okay if there was someone in the royal family who was gay and that the uh sort of relatives are like, no, we can't have this. And there's this restraint to it. So that all felt like a plot line that was more believable to me where the president's son saying hey I think we can win Texas for the Democrats (laughs) and then coming up with like a one page proposal it was
0: 18 pages okay whatever
1: that is like (laughs) mom is like actually this is really good we should implement this in Texas and then the whole election comes down to whether or not the Democrats are going to (laughs) win Texas and they do based on his plan it's like that is so goofy (laughs) that the movie just feels goofy for
0: it you're such a cynic Matt beta you know, was but, like sitting there taking notes he was like oh i gotta get my hands on that memo <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like there's
1: like it's a rom-com no, totally so obviously you. rom-coms yeah. are always goofy but i think you have to like pick a level and then stick with it it's like well you've and got-
0: the like the british storyline had to do with their relationship whereas this yes. was just like a totally separate like extra piece that was really irrelevant by the end of the movie like in the book it makes sense you have all this context it's like blah 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 it's it adds 100 pages to the book or whatever but here it's just like giving him something to do and it's like well what does this have to do with anything it's like not even it's not even interesting or concerning it seems like they should have yeah it it's like it took away from the the forward movement of their romance because it was literally irrelevant
1: i think they needed to give him like some character development or some character like traits and so they thought that this was how to do it but it really
0: interesting about the change with the um with the new villain is that in the book he is not He's not by and has never like explored with guys before, um, except for like a drunken hookup with some dude once, but like just kissing. And so in here he's already like very like cavalier about it and like really open to it. And so that takes away some of his, you know, growth or whatever it would be, like sort of his hesitancy or reasoning for his dislike like his concern of like starting this this relationship. Um and I and I like the idea of taking that away because I think a lot of queer media is about like the trauma of coming out or yeah. like accepting yourself. But I do feel like this movie struggled with having this like really perky, um, uh, self-accepting and like having a family so accepting and like a country so accepting that it's like, well, wait, this is like a little fairy tale within a weirder tension that doesn't like really make sense.
1: Well, and that's a, I guess in the book... The sort of bad guy is like a Republican.
0: Yeah, it's like a senator um yeah. who's trying to get the Republican candidate the presidency.
1: Which I feel like makes total sense. Like yeah. that's a plot line that <laughs> like functions in the world where this it's like this skeezy gay journalist who's like hooked up with him previously and is jealous that he's hooking up with somebody else and so is like and wants to forward his own career so he like leaks a story and and it's so skeezy and i'm also like wow way to just throw gay journalists under the bus <laughs> like here i am this is my yeah. profession and how am i getting represented on screen yeah, by this man
0: so it's like to
1: be fair would i do that possibly but you know it's like i like. <laughs> I hope
0: not he like, was like don't... he needed to be on a list somewhere he was very creepy
1: yeah well also again with bad actors, it was very <laughs> like, okay, pretend you're like a Bond villain from nineteen sixty two. Like that's the moah ha ha. Yes. You know, it was so yeah. so many like weird looks and was just always there. He's like, like you want
0: to come up to my room. Yeah, like oh, leering sexual advances.
1: <laughs> yeah. So bad. It's
0: very alarming. Every time and that's the other thing that was weird is I don't think um I forgot I don't think the American, whose name I forgot, is, like, that good actor? at. Well, both. The character or the, and the actor. Oh. Um, I think it's Zakar Perez is the actor. Um, yes. But he isn't good at, like, matching the energy of who he's with. Like, he's always, like, this one-note, like, cheery, starry-eyed, like, earnest no,
1: dude. No, he's, he's hot.
0: He's hot. That's yeah. the
1: extent of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was cast in this. That's why he was, I assume, cast but in the kissing booth, which, like, again, I haven't like, seen.
0: Anytime he's with this creep, he's just like, oh, yeah, this is narky comet. Moving on. Like, there's no, like... if. There's no realism to like how you would actually feel in that situation where you'd be like, bro, like what's going on here? Like, can you leave me alone for once? And like same with how he talks to his mom or how he like professes his love or how he then goes and accuses the guy of running away from his love. And it's like it was just so one note that it was like it was almost like a robot, like just (laughs) it was AI acting out red, white and royal blue for me.
1: Yeah, no, it did it did sort of have that quality to a certain degree. I think that it just it wasn't like I did enjoy myself watching this and did sort of feel yeah. a little emotional at the end and would recommend it to people to watch. Like I don't yeah. think it's a bad movie, but it is very like just kind of campy and goofy and cheesy yeah. and I think that there is a version of this that maybe is a little bit more in line with you know like the you've got males of yeah. the world as far as rom-coms go that's like still fun but and but it has like a little bit more groundedness to it. Um, And this just never does. But also I think the dialogue here is like, and again, maybe that's because the actors are bad, specifically Alex, who's sort of the main character. But the... The The dialogue is so, I feel like, quippy and things that real people wouldn't say. And you really have to you have a good... You are
0: going to talk to me all night. And then at midnight, you're going to come up to my room and I'm going to do bad things.
1: <laughs> well, or even just sort of the like, he's gayer than the first row of a Lady Gaga yeah, yeah. concert <laughs> or whatever. It's like... These are lines that you really have to have a good actor be able to sell as if it's something that an actual person would say and how they would say it. And instead it was giving sort of like Cheryl Blossom in season one of Riverdale, you know, where it's like she's (laughs) spouting off these witticisms that are like funny and kind of well written, but sound like nothing that a human being has ever spoken in the real world. And I, and it's like, I don't get the sense that any of these people are actually that clever, like as the characters. So when they're saying these things, it doesn't really work. (laughs) The one person who I did really love was the press secretary or chief of staff or whoever the, the woman who walks in on them naked. Like she, I thought was good. I thought she like understood what the movie was and was like (laughs) delivering the uh, proper level. You know what it sort of reminded me of? not not like in any sort of tonal way but in the way that house of gucci every person (laughs) was like delivering a different level of performance and it's and you're kind of like like maybe like these aren't Mm. necessarily bad in and of themselves but like somebody should have corralled everyone kind of and said hey you know what like you're doing too much (laughs) you're not doing enough like you need to be doing more of this and that's how i feel with this like maybe it is sort. i mean if the writer was if the Maybe it's all Matthew Lopez's fault because yeah. honestly, if he was writing it and wrote the bad dialogue, and then yeah. although maybe that's from the <laughs> book, I don't know, and then no. directed it and couldn't really get everybody on the same page, and also was involved with casting and cast yeah. the hot guy who couldn't act. Like,
0: well, he made the choice. Um, the main difference in the book, other than the like leaker and the the drama, there is that they each have a sister who's like a big part and their best friends who are also like a big part of their social scene. So there's a lot more like fun interactions. Like for instance, the karaoke scene is such a pivotal part of the book and like seeing Henry loosen up is like this big moment. And like everyone's able to like riff off each other and kind of bring energy to this, to to move the story forward. And like so you're engaged not only in their love story, but in the individuals. Whereas I think this had, you know, the so in the book they each have
1: a sister them. and a friend. Yeah, yeah. And then in this, what they sort of consolidate have, those. Yeah, so they have because the prince one has friend, a friend, and then the, the sister
0: pops up in this. Yeah, at the very end. Very weird. Like they just aren't there. It's like very much just these two dudes. Like it's really just well, the one very insulated. The, the
1: vice the, the vice president's daughter is.
0: Yes. She, yeah, I feel like, has a decently big a role. Times.
1: The girl from um, Love, Victor.
0: Yes. And so, it, it like, yes, I think there they make sense on paper why you would cut all these extra characters. But I think it robbed the story of some of the more, like, fun dynamics coming out. Because, again, it was just the two of them for the most part. Or it was them talking to their respective other friends. So it wasn't like you got to see them in party mode, which actually was the best part like when they were in these public settings like either in the beginning like making the cake fall over or when they're at the new year's eve party and henry starts to feel like jealous and you you know like know what's coming and like blah blah blah. so it seems like by the 30 minutes in the movie it really became just the two of them negotiating their relationship and the other you know sideline characters really only popped up for a few minutes at a time.
1: Yeah. Yes. I guess that's true. And I, I feel like that in good comedies, it's like the supporting cast really kind of is the make or break because they pop in with these like, you know, witty lines and it's, and it's how quickly can you make them full fledged characters without giving them that much to do? Like if you think about you've got mail, there's three other people who work at the bookstore with, meg ryan and all of them are like very (laughs) full-fledged characters even though they only have like a couple of scenes but you know exactly who they are and where they have been and you know just like who they are as people and this you didn't really get that i kind of felt like for me the best scenes of this were the sex scenes
0: yeah (laughs)
1: I was like, yeah. okay, that feels, I mean, and I wish that there had been more of them. And I, if they're going for R, like, give me some more. Yeah. You know, I wanted My Policeman again, where, you know, we're seeing like Harry Styles have sex all over the place and we're getting his bare butt every, you know, now and again, yeah. where this was a little bit tame. But I did really like the first sex scene that they had. I thought that that was very sweet and like a good depiction of what gay sex with somebody looks like especially if you haven't done it before and that it's the, sort of like the this... making love
0: the official yes not just yes hookups yeah, before. Not, yeah yeah
1: okay. no but like the that it like is a sort of time consuming like more yeah. careful process because for this movie i just wrote this article for parade of like some of the best gay sex scenes in movies and you know one I think that's very popular is the Brokeback Mountain sex scene which if you watch it as like someone who is gay you're like this is the most ludicrous (laughs) thing I have ever seen like there's no way this would work this would be like brutal the (laughs) the poor bottom would just be like eviscerated like there's no way that this is how this would happen um Again, that was written by a woman, so that makes sense. (laughs) But I I did think that this movie at least did a better job of sort of like, okay, yeah, this is more accurate and very like tender and charming. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, and just like talking about it, but not like making a big like PSA moment about it. You know, like it's like, I think a lot of times there's a lot of weight put on queer love to like really either explain or like make it overtly like tender or the opposite where you're just you know quick and dirty and like you know something like bros or whatever where it's just like played Uh, for laughs almost and so I like I think they struck a good balance where it was like it was like your traditional kind of tender zoom in on the hand zoom on on the like touching the lower back type thing but it also was like you know, they they showed like the condom wrappers in the in the postcoital scene, which I find like really surprising and cool because you don't see that. You know, you don't ever see a condom in any sort of like rom com or romance movie. Like, it's just never talked about. Or like, sex is so unrealistic in films that it's nice to see any sort of realism, even if it is just sort of a throwaway thing or a quick conversation but i think they did a good job of kind of like yeah honoring the truth of these scenarios and even making sure like (laughs) the the mom then is like oh are you protection we gotta get you on this blah 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 it's just like it was nice it was a nice dose of realism i think
1: yeah yeah definitely but Um, it was
0: weird that it was rated r i was trying to even remember if it was like a lot of language or something
1: yeah, well, I think it's just for the butt.
0: But there are so many naked butts in PG thirteen movies.
1: I mean, and I guess the sex, like, I don't did the they sex say is very
0: chaste. Like, it wasn't like I don't even think you saw like full. You definitely didn't see any pain, and there wasn't like I don't remember a full like grinding sesh. Even I don't know. It, it's interesting to think about because I feel like you know the MP. AA is so like ridiculous in any case, but I was like, this is like, what's, what's R about this? I can't even remember the F bomb in it. They probably did yeah the F bomb. I don't know.
1: I mean, I'm sure that they did. That, like, go- that, you know, goes right over my.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in one year or the other.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what did you think of the, the like, finale the final issue like he confesses his love prince henry's like i can't do it and disappears into the night and then alex shows up drenched (laughs) in rain and is like why would you do this you have to tell me to leave and then it's like suddenly they're back together and then the instantly their emails are leaked and then instantly they're all better and like you know the what did you think how did you feel um
1: Yeah, yeah. The ending sort of like petered out for me. I guess, like, because I felt like that scene with the with the king and the we're gonna step on the balcony was sort of like, uh and then and then we of course get the Texas, uh, who's winning Texas, like election night thing, which was strange. I also really hated. That key that he oh, wears yeah. the whole time on like the longest necklace ever, and during the sex scene, it's just sort of like it was dangling so there.
0: Yes, and I was yeah. like,
1: "This is stupid. Why do we have this?" And then at the end, they're like, "Oh, we got to go back to our childhood home. Like, I have the key. We can go there right now." I don't eh. like. They're is that live is there that now? They're gonna live. Is there that, right now. that not how it ends in the book? Is it different in the book?
0: No, I think it's a similar thing. It's more like obviously the. The breakup, like the, the tension there is a lot more extended and like him, he's like pounding on the doors in the rain and like he's trying to send him away and he's like, well, he has to come out here and tell me himself type thing. So it's a lot more like cinematic, I would say, but but it seemed almost like they didn't have the money to build a outdoor Kensington Palace or whatever set. So they just like have him pop up in this house wet for no reason. And then they go to Prince albert and the albert and victoria museum victoria and albert museum for this strange little i don't know it it was cute like it was just it was more like yeah it kind of fizzled by the end because everything kind of wrapped up really quickly whereas in the book you obviously have more space to make it make sense emotionally and like fill the time with more realizations whereas here it's like Stephen Fry is here. You can't be gay. And then it's like, well, the citizens outside said you can. And so then it's like, okay, I accept you, grandson. Well,
1: I also felt like the stakes were kind of, um, uh, like, they weren't set up as much at the beginning. Because I do think the nice thing about a coming out story, which is why we get so many of them. And, you know, it's like, I like that we, that this kind of moved away from that in some regards, although not in others, Um, is that there's a very, like, obvious narrative arc to it where it's, oh, the person's in the closet. They're having to get up the courage. They come out. It's this big moment. There's a lot of catharsis. And then depending on how that goes, like, you can follow the plot in a variety of different directions. Where I think that movies have trouble if there's not a coming out part but then it's like okay if there if you're not going to do the coming out plot line then you have to give us some sort of adversity in a way that's not the you know that's like a completely separate thing and i feel like because we haven't had that many Gay movies, it's like they want the movie to be about the gayness, but then they, if they don't do coming out, then it's like, okay, well, then what are you doing exactly? Like, what's the plot? And so this was sort of like this half baked thing. It kind of reminded me of something which I again think is on par to this, like acting wise, which was Bridgerton, where (laughs) they sort of wanted to have their cake and eat it too with the, uh, like, black queen storyline where it's like okay it's colorblind casting like everybody's fine like this isn't an issue but then there's also sort of this random plot (laughs) line that's sprinkled in in the back end that's like well actually she was a black queen and that was crazy and she had faced (laughs) so much to become this and it's like well you either have to like give it to us one way or give it to an other way it's like i will take a gay rom-com where there's nobody coming out and it's just like you know, a regular rom com, but and they're dealing with relationship issues, but they happen to be gay. I'll they're also gross. take a coming out movie, but I sort of don't want whatever this was, where it's sort of a coming out movie, but then sort of not a coming out movie at the same yeah, time. Yeah,
0: you not fully commit to the
1: right. Yeah, usual. it's like you need to either set up early, like you can't come out because of XYZ, and then the character has to figure that out, or not have that be a plot line this sort of felt like they were kind of half-assed aftermaths of like oh yeah maybe it would be bad if you came out but like maybe but but like not really we don't really have a good reason for it
0: yeah that's why i think prince henry's issue is like the most compelling where he's like you know i don't get to be henry i have to be the prince the whole time and like obviously it's implied but yeah by the end it's sort of like kind of this non-issue that even for him he doesn't seem that emotional about like finally choosing his own joy because it's sort of like he's going to break up and then he's like no let's go to this museum and dance and I like we will make it work type thing and so it was kind of like confusing on a big picture level of like what his concern was or what his fear was um, and I think that is probably the more interesting piece because it's like something so believable that the that the royal family would be like you can't be gay <laughs>
1: Right. No. So I was like, they should have leaned into that more.
0: Yeah. And the book definitely does. And there's like a lot of, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was like cute. It was good. It was fun. I'm glad it exists in the world. And um, I think generally, you know, it wasn't as high quality as I would have wanted, but I can see how it got, you know, thrown into this sort of streaming produced, get it out there. One and done type. (laughs) Also, the guys are like so old, so distractingly old that it was really confusing to me because in the book they're like early 20s, but like these guys looked nearly middle aged.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, they are like fully my age, you know? Like they're like late 20s, early 30s. I think
0: the actors are 30. Then it's just like, okay. Why are you like what are you doing with your lives? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. It made it less easy to believe that they'd be so like in- like spiteful towards each other at the beginning. Cause like so much of yeah. that is the young boyish energy. Like of, if it like, was
1: more resentment. like stoppery age. Yeah. Well, I guess they're in high school, so maybe it needed to be older yeah, than that. But, like, um, or something. but Yeah, no, I mean that's always a problem in these kind of
0: things. Yeah. Uh the hot guy, especially Alex was like, You are a full grown Man. <laughs> like what? What are you doing with your daily life? He was life? Just, just bad. He was
1: a bad he was only hired because he's hot. Like that is my <laughs> takeaway from this. He was not a good actor. Oh, he didn't <laughs> The other thing is like I understand like we can't be asking young people about like their sexuality when you're cast. Right, right. You know, it's like that is murky grounds yes. and you know the stuff with the Heartstopper kid was like not a good look so i can see why we're not doing that but at the same time i'm like neither of these characters were necessarily like giving me a lot of gay energy which again we don't (laughs) want james Corden. but i don't know there's a certain level of like realism to this that i just didn't i don't know i i wasn't yeah, it, it it functioned in like a Riverdale esque way for me and I enjoyed that. If I sit here and think about anything for like longer than 2 seconds, I'm like wait, that was actually horrible and it doesn't make sense. Also the honestly, I think the worst scene of the movie was the Uma Thurman uh, we got to get you on Truvada <laughs> scene in the white in the oval office like between he her like accent between her bad accent and his terrible acting, it was like the combination of the worst two things about the movie. <laughs> and then that was the scene that was like, okay, shoot, we got, we have some PSAs we got to get in yeah, here, yeah. you know? <laughs> it was like they hired up the per- the they called up the person who wrote the American Ferrara speech in Barbie and was like, "Hey, no, uh, c- could you no, actually do no, another no. one for us?" We okay, no. we need to hit on the it's fact like that like bisexuals, Fauci we love like, bisexuals. What
0: do gay men in this country need to know? And he's like, "Get on Travada.
1: <laughs> I mean, which which to be fair, that is something everybody needs to know. But
0: delivering. Yeah. But
1: did we could it have been put in in a more interesting. <laughs> way Could especially have been because he doesn't even acknowledge that it
0: he's just like mom and it's just like over it's like okay
1: <laughs> well i'm also like is like i sort of don't think that she knows what that is you know yeah, yeah, like
0: yeah. no she yeah
1: like i don't think that she is as aware of the intimate um uh, the like small the things medical. of being gay. Yeah. yeah that like like why government. would she know that? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> She's the president. She knows all. So,
1: like I have friends who go to doctors and ask for this and the doctor has never heard of it. You know, like <laughs> that's the sort of energy that we're working with here in America and to think that Uma Thurman, president and Texan would know <laughs> not only that there is prep but what the like brand names of it are is Yeah doesn't ring true to me.
0: Yeah. Can you believe that that couple created Alex in any universe? I just... That was also distracting to me was when he was talking to his dad. And I was like, this man?
1: Oh, yeah. No. No, that was... (laughs) Like, the three of those people had never... Like, had never interacted it's with each other. Like, they're a family, and it's, like, like, we're the Millers of the four <laughs> of those people, like, having never known each other before and getting together as a family. We're giving more family energy than these yeah. three, who were supposedly <laughs> biologically related.
0: Yeah. And I also wish there'd been more, like, music drops, but that's just a...
1: Yeah, no. there There are ways that this could have been more fun.
0: Yeah.
1: In, like, yeah. a good way.
0: Yeah.
1: And less cheesy in a bad way (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, but all in all happy i just
1: keep going back to happiest season honestly (laughs) i feel like that is like like they really nailed that to me i love that movie and i think it's so well done and i feel like that hits the sweet spot of like rom-com sort of perfectly and that it's just cheesy enough but also like feels very real at the same time to me
0: real in Acting and story and in set and design. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they so... did
1: only hire, like, incredible actors for that movie, you yeah, know? Yeah, Like, all of those people are good. You know, know, like, Victor Gerber, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Whoever plays the sister, she's so funny. Yeah. Alison Brie, like, plays a ridiculous person, but, like, is still good in it. Aubrey Plaza. Uh. Yeah. Happy... I should rewatch that again.
0: Yeah. It just, it, I think it was, yeah. I think it honestly came down to it feeling like a YA, but everyone was too old to be there, and it like wasn't. The, so again, it, it was Riverdale. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, Riverdale. Some, some synergy was missing for me, and I just urge anyone who even liked the movie to read the book because it's so, it's just so much fun.
1: Yeah, I can't.
0: I. Could, no. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but yeah I'm sorry it was also mind-blowing to me that they put in Casey's other book in this like it broke my brain I was like wait if she exists in their world and has written the sequel not the sequel but a follow-up to her big first novel like I was just like wait
1: what? Ha- ha- where was that in this they're I like reading point.
0: on the they're reading on the hammock and it's just a throwaway easter egg of Casey McQuinn oh it's her McQuiston's book new book or I
1: think uh, their book oh, I oh their s- book yeah yeah sorry, I think it's yes. them yeah Uh, uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. I guess if that movie gets made, if that story gets made, then there won't be any, you know.
1: You know what else I, another rogue thought I had while watching this was there's no way that they would be having a, like, all-out rager on a, (laughs) like, basically see-through tent on the White House lawn.
0: I know. Maybe. Maybe. I was like, no. Woman president and Texas flip blue. I'm like, no. That
1: would need to be on in a ballroom or something somewhere (laughs) where they could have better security and not have people see. Like the number of people who would be outside that (laughs) fence with like the telescopic lenses. Because isn't there a scene where they leave that party and they're like walking around or they kiss or something? They're they're outside that tent at some point, and I was like, this would be all over the news. White House grounds, yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you know we'll just have to be uh, brought in as um what's it called we'll have to give our input script supervisors yeah. or whatever yeah the realism.
1: <laughs> i wonder if they'll make another one of these
0: a red white and royal blue the royal wedding Two? yeah <laughs> the royal wedding <laughs> It'll become the um Vanessa Hudgens uh my Oh
1: my gosh. No, my that's on sister. that's about the same level. Honestly shocking <laughs> that Vanessa Hudgens wasn't in this it movie. Is. This These feels are just very... like the Netflix
0: Christmas movies. Like that's the vibe I was getting and it was disappointing from the jump. No,
1: I liked the, ne- I think that the Netflix gay Christmas movie was of higher quality than this because that had Jennifer Coolidge in it and all, <laughs> and she was great in every single one of her scenes where there was not anyone in this movie or honestly anything in this movie that I could say, yeah. wow, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: I agree, yeah. I, I could agree. say
1: fun. That's yes. about as yeah. good as we're getting.
0: Not painful, so yeah.
1: not painful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> ringing endorsement.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, again, I would recommend. Yeah. It's a It's an easy breezy, beautiful watch, and unlike passages, you could maybe watch this on a plane without oh, too much uh, yeah. Very trouble. Yeah. Just easy, cover up easy. the butt at the one, the one scene with, with the butt, butt, and that's really.
0: it. It's just like a quick butt.
1: It's, and it's not even a butt during sex.
0: I know. It's yes. That's that's my vibe. It wasn't sexy enough. Okay, I'm just gonna say it.
1: No, that's my main critique of this movie. <laughs> yeah, is that if you're, it's gonna be rated R, give me more. Yeah, yeah. Give me more sex, please. Yes.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Well, the <laughs> Glad we watched that. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week. We're sort of in the dregs of.
0: I know. Who knew summer the would be worse August, than I know. January?
1: Well, yeah, well because yeah, I don't know. The lineup is just rough. I guess yeah. this week is Strays?
0: Ugh, no. The I refuse. I've seen that trailer too many times. <gasps>
1: uh, well. We could do best movies of the year so far. We haven't done that oh, yet. Yeah. That okay, might be a we'll good. That might be a good way to take up some space.
0: Okay, good point. That's good that's point. Good point, good point. Good yeah. point.
1: Good point. Yeah, we got it. We got to figure out. Okay, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with an episode in some form or another. <laughs> uh, until then, yeah, get your Texas accent ready. And remember, you guys, we're turning Texas blue this election cycle. All we need is an eighteen-page dossier, and we can do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>